welcome to 1001 Books, the podcast where we read the 1001 Books the experts say you're supposed to read before you die and decide if they're really worth your time. I'm Chelsea, a lover of Harry Potter and any good fantasy book with a strong female lead. And I'm Nicole, also a lover of Harry Potter and any book with any time travel in it. <laughs> Yay! And so, before we get started with our book for this week, what have you been reading lately? Uh, the... Well, since based on when we're recording this, this is the very first book I read in 2019 Woo! is A Lady's Guide to uh, Petticoats and Piracy, or is it the other way around? Pirates and Petticoats. Petticoats and Piracy. Pirates and Piracy by Mackenzie Lee. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a sequel and a duology. The first book is A Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue. And it was really fun. I feel like I like the other one better, but this one had a lot of interesting stuff about like being a woman in the... Um, 1700s and like she wants to be a doctor and nobody will let her and like finding her place and and it's in the afterward the author writes about how there were women in the 1700s who um advanced science and did incredible art and did like you know but their names have been forgotten because most of the men took credit for their work so they've been lost to history and so she kind of wrote this book as an ode to them um and I, so I really like that, like, feminism, historical part of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like the adventure wasn't as exciting as the adventure in the first one, but still worth a read. What have you been reading? I have been reading The Girl with the Lower Back Tattoo by Amy Schumer. I sometimes find that I'll go through, like, a streak of reading kind of celebrity memoir thingies. Um, I read, I like listen to those on audiobook a that's lot. That's what I'm listening yeah. to it on audiobook. On audio back on audio book <laughs> listeners, um, and actually it's really good because it's narrated by her. It's not my favorite of this like genre, but it's really nice car listening, easy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the last one of those I listened to was right at the end of last year, and it was the last Black Unicorn oh, by I Tiffany Haddish, which who I don't know anything about Tiffany Haddish. Never watch her shows. Yeah. Never listen to her stand up. But the book was really funny. <laughs> The book was really and it, good. And it won Goodreads, like, best comedy book for 2018. Yeah, I finished that. That was one of the first books I finished this year. So yeah. this, that, this is just my continued string of that. Um, well, while we've been reading those things, we've also been reading a book for the podcast, as per usual. And our book this week was Jealousy. Uh, it is by Elaine Rob Grillet published in 1956, originally in French. And it's a short one, just a little over 100 pages. Um, if you could describe this book in one word, what would you say? I would say that my one word description is two words. It's silent observer. And mine is uh, rhythmatic, <laughs> which I, is kind of a word I made up, but it has a rhythm. That's what I'm going for. It's rhythmic. 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 That's the word. <laughs> oh, God. Before we were recording, listeners, uh, Nicole tried to figure out, we were trying to figure out if this was a word, and Jeremy was like, no, it's not. And, I was and like, we were like, it is. <laughs> But rhythmic. So my one word is rhythmic. I'd like to retcon that and change that up. Um, if we were going to explain this book in one sentence as a quick plot, we would say an unseen narrator details his wife's suspected love affair on a banana plantation. Yeah, um, I feel like this book was it was better than I expected from the first 20 pages. Yeah. Um, it definitely, I think, was more about the structure of the novel and not actually what was happening in the novel itself. It was a, it felt like it was like an experimental structure novel. Yes, that's exactly what it was. Um, and so, essentially, it revolves around, oh, spoilers, going into them. Yep. Cool beans. <laughs> um, it revolves around 
um, this narration and you don't really know who's telling the narration, but from the end, by the end, you kind of gather that it's the husband Mm -hmm. who's sharing about, um, what he's noticing between his wife and then his friend and neighbor who's his neighbor as well. Um, and how he develops this suspicion that she's having an affair with him. And it's, Really rhythmic, as Nicole said, because it kind of focuses around the same, like, four events. It's interesting because it, it's very cyclical, and you don't really know, I feel like, if it's the his, his wife and the suspected, like, other man are going into town more than once, or if he's just reliving mm-hmm. in his mind over and over again the one trip they went into town and didn't come back on time. Yeah. And and so it, the whole book is very, come very repetitive, cause it, but I feel, I'm, am I guess is that it's just only that only happened one time and he's just in a jealous mind reiterating yeah. it over and over and over stuff and like adding in details that maybe weren't even there from what from i could figure out is that the main events that were happened is his wife went into town um with the man frank and they didn't and his wife is never named she's just called a dot 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 uh also a sign of a very like um idea based novel yeah <laughs> so um his wife and Frank went into town and they didn't come back on time. And they said it was because the car broke down and they had to stay the night. And then the other event that you could parse out was that they would sit at sunset with Frank and they would drink a drink and watch the sun go down. The wife and Frank were reading a novel together and were talking about it. Some point a centipede was killed against the dining room wall. Yeah. So basically that's everything that happens yeah. in the book over and over and, and over it was again. just variations of that. And then sometimes it'd be like, and this variation, the centipede is squashed against the wall of the bedroom and it's Frank jumping out of bed. But like, obviously that's like a machination he's like built of what happened. Yeah. Um, or it'd be like, and in this variation, they don't come back because Frank's car crashed. Yeah. So it's like, he's like trying to like make reasons for the things that happened in his mind, like trying out ideas of what could happen while he's waiting for her to come back. Or yeah. Something. And yeah. the other thing that there's a lot of is like, I'm in the courtyard. If I look 25 degrees to the right, there is a, like a column. And then around the column, I can see this, like a very detailed, just like mathematic description of the plantation house. Oh my God. There was literally three pages about the number of banana trees in a row. Yeah. It was like this section of banana trees is shaped like a square and it's 22 by 22. And this one is a trapezoid, but not a true trapezoid because one side is curved. And I was like, Oh yeah. fuck me. That's like, also the exact uh, tone I read this entire book in. And, and I, sk- this out of any podcast that we read, I skimmed this one more because when he got into those like very, not even, not in any way, beautiful descriptions of the landscape, but just mathematical, descriptions i was just like would just skim until i saw a name again because i don't care what the fuck their plantation looks like i was like there's nothing in this other than that it's meant to represent that he's really brooding about something and a lot of times he would be like i can see my wife the wife through the window at this angle and i can see her like basically her sensuous hair over and over again and it was creepy as hell like if he hadn't been her husband i'd like she has a stalker that's what it felt like it was interesting too because it was like it felt like he um he had memorized where every spot in the house you could look through and how you could see through the house. Um, yeah. And like it built a very clear picture. Like I could picture myself walking through this damn house. Um, but I was, a, I bet literally 
50 of the pages were descriptions of things in the house yeah. and they're they're um how they were related yeah. to the tonight the third chair was two feet away from the other chairs the other night it was five feet away from the other chairs like, and it was interesting because that did do some interesting things like it um you know, on the day when she didn't come home and they were like, oh, and now there's no chairs there, just the spots where the chairs would be. Like, it had interesting little, like, poignant moments of, like, the things you notice um, if yeah. you're grieving or something like that. Like, the little, little things about everyday life. But that wasn't the point. And yeah. so then it would just be like, oh, that would be really cool in a different story. Yeah. I def- I want to be on the record to say that I didn't think anything in this book was that interesting. <laughs> like a tiny fraction in that like it was cool how the structure of the writing so reflected his internal workings of his mind Mm -hmm. and I was like but it was kind of like okay I get it cool this is what the book is and then it just went on and on even though it was a short book and I skimmed so much and the the whole time I was like a woman could never would never have written this book (laughs) this is this is this is the product of a man's mind um I think I think it would have been a different book if it was written by a I mean, a woman. woman could write a book about jealousy and about fearing that maybe her husband is having an affair, for sure. And if that book exists, a thousand different versions of it. But this book where it was, like, so um, not about the plot, about it was only about how the writing could show how his mind was working. It's very based on, it's very, it's meant to show an idea, you know, and that's it. Yeah. Very dry. I, guess, I feel like I it guess, just felt very masculine. I think mm-hmm. something that I felt in it that, um, was how cyclical and obsessive it was. Um, I imagine this listeners in case we haven't alluded to it enough. And they're a very anxious person and can very easily get stuck in like thought kind of like, Mm-hmm. there's a better word spirals um where I like obsessively think about something over and over in different machinations um and so I thought there was something interesting in seeing someone try and write about this um even though mine have a lot more emotion than this novel had this novel was very robotic um it, it had removed all remotion emotion yeah I guess that's what I'm saying I think it would be a more interesting book and I would expect for some reason, maybe this is unfair, but that if a woman wrote it, it would include more about, because it's interesting to think about and if someone having an affair in a book and how it makes people feel to me, that's interesting. It's not, this part isn't interesting to me. So the way this is written It's interesting because I thought, I, I liked, I'm saying liked with like a sense of moderation. Like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't enjoy this novel, but I like how different it was. I liked that it was like, all the feelings were removed, but it was still the obsessive thought. Like it was like the base of the obsessive thought, like the thing that gave you that obsessive thought on repeat. I don't know. I thought it was really cool. And I kind of, I, you know, me in chapters, this book doesn't have chapters. None. Yeah. It does have page break thingies. Occasionally. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was cool how, how you would lose your sense of orientation where you were in the story until they would say, oh, and then they referenced when they'd went into town. And so then you'd know it was after, or they'd say, and then the centipede mark was on the wall and you'd be like, oh, this was after the centipede was squashed. Um, I don't know. I thought yeah, it. Yeah. This is interesting because I feel like we're having a weird role reversal because I feel like you usually I don't know. like books that aren't very plot driven and this isn't very plot driven. And I'm the one who's more like, no, dig down. There's this good stuff. But in this case, I'm like, 
it's worthless. There's nothing that I, I don't want to dive But I down. thought it was And you are making the deep yeah. dive. Yeah. The, our, our roles are very reversed. I wonder, I wonder why that is, though. I wonder what made it so that this is something I, I found interesting to dive into and you didn't. Um, yeah, I don't know why it is that we are thinking different about it. Maybe it was just like the mood we were in when we read it. I, if this had like 20% more character development, I might like it. It's just too dry for me overall and where I'm just like, what's the point of this? Or like, I like a book about ideas if I can root for the characters Uh or if like the language in it is really beautiful. This is totally a role reversal because I... I think when I was reading it, I was like, this is an experience, experience, experiment on what you can do with writing and how you can build a scene without inserting any emotion. And I thought it was interesting. Right. And that's definitely why it's considered a classic. Like I read about it on Goodreads and stuff and it's considered because it's like such an experiment. So it's, but it's, but I'm also like, what books do we have? Because this book was written. I it says on uh goodreads or on um in the forward and then in his like wikipedia and then another article i found about this author that he's viewed as like someone who started the new novel but as i was reading that i was like i don't know what the new novel is yeah, that he's either. said to have started because this isn't like novels now and i definitely like read novels from before that are more like, you know, so I don't know what is meant by the new novel. I've never heard of that term before this book. And I didn't really care enough to search into it. Yeah, it just feels um, like it's, I assume that means that it's like very intellectual and supposedly about new ideas, whether mm-hmm. they were really new or not. You yeah. Know? But that, I feel like that, that's got to be what it means. I but. think it's interesting because both books with um, feelings removed, I've kind of liked looking at it like that. Like I liked... um a pale view of the hills. That's the one you're talking no, about. No, 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 no. Um, the murderer one. He was a oh, psych- the postman always rings twice. No, that one. But then the um, <laughs> the other one with with a murderer. Uh, uh, come oh to each God. his own. No, there's a murderer in that. It has the name in it. Talented Mr. Ripley. Oh yeah, I liked the talented Mr. Ripley. I uh, like that more than this, but you're right. You liked it a lot more than me. And I think I put it on the list and you didn't. No, I, yeah, I didn't. Maybe, yeah, maybe just personality-wise, I'm, I, well, I don't think you're unemotional, but maybe in no. my reading choices, I, like, want, I need to connect on an emotional level with a book, and I can't do that if it's this dry. Well, and I think there's something to be said. I think I'm definitely more, like, analytical sometimes, so, like, I either... I really like character stories, but I don't like where I have to like div- d- dive into weird emotion things and find like depth in that weird emotion. But I think this is interesting because it like turns on my analytical math brain. Like I'm like, huh? Yeah, that could be it. If that makes sense. I don't know. I still feel like it's out of character for you to like it because you s- usually like, uh, I feel like in the podcast books anyway, books that I know, are destroyed, I just you don't did. Like. So, so it's an exception to the rule. I mean, I read it while driving in a car commuting, so I had nothing better to do with my day. So <laughs> maybe that's going to influence yeah. my reading from now on. Yeah. Um, what were you telling me before we start recording about the title? That's what I was about to yeah. say. Yeah. So the book is called Jealousy in English. And in French, the word jealousy, it's spelt differently. And I'm not even going to try and say it with a French accent. Um, 
is a play. It's a play because that word can also mean, or like a letter switch in that word makes it mean like shutters. And so it's a play on the fact that it's somewhat, it's a jealous person, but it's also that they're peering through the shutters and like watching. And the cover has shutters on it. And the cover has shutters on it. So that's one of those lost in translation things that I bet we're missing in half the books. Yeah. So I thought that that was really interesting. I don't know. I, I don't know. I haven't made up my mind about whether this book belongs on the list, which we'll get to in a second or any of that stuff. I just thought it was interesting. And I thought, it was short enough and it's interesting. Like if it had even been like 40 more pages, I would have been like, I'm over this shit. Yeah. But it was short enough that I read it in two car rides. Yeah. Yeah. I guess just the only, the only person I can imagine ever recommending this to would be like somebody like a computer science person who, who yeah, is really analytical and, and likes that kind of thing and might be interested in, or someone who's really into serious, serious literature and is interested in it as like what it means in this canon. But anybody who likes to read for fun, not this, but this is not the book. I would also recommend it to anyone who's interested in reading like experimental things like Kazuo Shigeru, who who does like weird, crazy stuff, which I know Mm. we don't like him. But I did like him and then I liked this. So I'm wondering if I more like the like weird experimental, like what the hell is this? Did you read that one about Lincoln Bardo? You know the one I'm talking about? Lincoln on the Bardo? No. Yeah. That's a really experimental book written all in like verse and couplets. Oh, I wonder if I would like it. Fake quotes from things. And I read like 12 pages of it and I was like, oh, this is, it won like lots of awards. It was the, the book like a year ago. (laughs) And, um, and yeah, and so I was just like, oh, like this, you know, but like that I could also maybe I'm just, yeah, not I'd like to be like, oh, yeah, I'm the kind of person who would like experimental books. But I think reason shows that I'm not. That kind of maybe person. that might be that would be. So I would recommend, you should try that. Lincoln yeah, Lombardo, yeah, I would recommend it to people who like more experimental novels. You also would like Lincoln Lombardo because it's about death <laughs> and you like sad books. Not that you're really obsessed with death. <laughs> But it's a, it's about like the night Lincoln's son died, and then Lincoln's son being a ghost and talking to other ghosts. I just love it because you like because it's about death. You're not real goth or anything, but you like to cry when you read books. I do, I do, <laughs> listeners. Not okay, totally out of bounds. So I guess we're gonna get to our. Do you think this book belongs on the list? That One everyone should read before they everybody die. Everybody should read before they die. One, two. Three. No. Yes, but wow. but I want to. I'm only putting it on because I want to see if in ten books from now I'm still thinking about it mm-hmm. because I did put. Um, God, I already forgot its name again. The talented Mr. Ripley. The talented Mr. <laughs> Ripley on the list, but then I realized ten books later that I wasn't thinking about it. Oh yeah. So you know what I mean. So I I put in, I'm putting it on. But I want, I'm holding reservation that it might come off the list if I don't ever think about it again. True. You know, it's interesting because I feel like sometimes we've disagreed on the, like, if a book goes on the list, like, Indigo, I put it on the list and you didn't. And uh-huh. it's just, like, fine. And then other books, like A Pale Bill of the Hills, where we're, like, I'm vehemently disagreeing. Yeah. And this is definitely closer to that, where I'm, I'm stunned that, <laughs> that you think that it's good. <laughs> stunned. <laughs> Well, we got to disagree sometimes. Yeah, I feel like it makes for a more interesting podcast that we're different people. But the <laughs> but I just, I this yeah, well, I'm really what, surprised. What's really interesting is the more we do this, 
it's interesting to find places where our tastes diverge because mm-hmm. on like a surface level of like easy recommendations. People would be like, you guys like the same books. Yeah. Yeah, we really do. And we very, like I could recommend most books I read to Nicole be like, you'd really like this. Yeah. Like we read by choice, really similar books. So it's interesting to see these books that aren't by choice. Yeah. I mean, they are, but they aren't like how that changes in our taste when we're outside our comfort zone, where, where that is. So That's very true. Yes. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. So I guess now that we know we're split decision, we can talk about our next topic. And I'm really excited about this one. Uh, so as of, um, this release, we will have recently completed a 24 and 48 hour book challenge. And you've already heard a little bit of like a teaser that we're going to do this on the previous episode yeah. or the uh, two episodes ago or one episode yeah. that I'm not sure when. So as of right now, we have not yet done it and we're really excited. And so the, the challenge is to read for 24 hours and 48 yeah. hours so, like, over a weekend. So, so we're so going to do it from like 9 PM Friday night to 9 PM Sunday night in our time zone. And we'll be, uh, live tweeting and Instagramming and Facebooking and all of our feeds, our experience and creating a mini sode of kind of an audio diary of how that goes. Yes. Uh, have you, are you, how are you feeling about it as we're going into it? I'm really, really excited for it. I, we're going to hole up at Nicole's uh, condo and we're making crock pot food <laughs> and like settling in and I'm going to bring my favorite comfy blanket because only my comfy blanket will do. You know, yeah, I'm really absolutely. excited. Yes. I'm excited too. I, I just recently picked up a bunch more books at the library so I could be, I could more mood read that weekend and have a variety of choices and not get stuck yeah. in a book if it's a dud. Um, so I'm excited for that. I have like a book of short stories and I have a young adult fantasy book and I have some serious literary fiction and I, you know, yeah. Um, and so I'm excited about that. And I have some like comedy, more comedy like books that uh, a friend loaned me. And so there's one that a friend of the podcast, Amanda loaned me. That's like a, parody of the twilight books oh <laughs> so funny. i feel like i'm gonna save that that would be fun to read on the weekend uh and i'm i've seen like they've done this before and i've seen people post about it and it seems like it's hard to do yeah but since we've completely blocked out the weekend and if you think about it even if you sleep eight hours both nights which we probably won't then you and you read the whole 24 you still have eight hours to like shower and and audiobooks count so yeah. like anytime we're eating we're gonna have an audiobook on yeah and so yeah so it's like not hard I feel, I'm just like I feel like we could read 30 hours and 48 hours but we'll see how it is when we get there <laughs> <laughs> because and then I'm wondering how much I was talking to a friend about it and she was like, Oh, are you going to like have wine and stuff? And I was like, probably, but also I think our brains will still be mush at the end and we'll be dopey and crazy as if we'd been drinking without drinking at all. Oh no, no, don't worry. I've already planned on buying us a box wine. (laughs) Yes. I mean, that's four bottles of wine. If you think about it over 48 hours, we probably need to just like drink most of the box. Yeah. And I mean, it's just, it'll just be in the kitchen with a little spout. You come in and fill your cup up, grab your snack and like keep your nose in your book. No, I do. I do have a really, important question should yeah. i get red white or rose Ooh, i feel like white is easier to drink in the morning <laughs> <laughs> which of course we'll be doing um i mean we could get yes i feel mm, that's true i mean i'm more of a red and a ro- rose rose but rose is like the happy medium so and i, I feel like rose in a box is really sweet and yeah. maybe so maybe i think we should stick to red or white i'd be open to either I just like red wine better. Yeah, I like red wine better too. I always would pick red. So we'll do red wine. We're gonna drink red wine. Yeah, all day <laughs> and all night. <laughs> but I love it because 
uh, someone else, I was talking again to somebody about it and they're like, she's just going to be here in your house and you're not going to talk to each other. And I was like, well, I'm sure we'll talk like occasionally. Like, do you want to have dinner right now? Sure. Oh, <laughs> I've already planned. Uh, my parents have an air mattress. It's really comfortable. And even though I know you'll let me sleep in your bed, I'm going to bring the air mattress because I thought about it and I was like, then we could put it in your living room. Oh, yeah. And we can have somewhere to lay. To lay. So, yeah, because I, I was thinking that the chair, I have like a couch and a chair in my living room and I have a chair in my bedroom. And I was like, maybe that we can put it in the living room so you can move yeah. between spots so your back doesn't get hurting yeah. from sitting in one position. So, for too I'm going to bring the comfy <laughs> air mattress too. Yeah. So, yeah, I um, I haven't picked out any of the books I'm going to read for sure, but I have options. Um, but the only thing I really plan on doing besides reading is keeping up with my daily yoga. <laughs> That's yes it. nice i'm really far behind on it but i have i made a goal i'm we're, we're currently uh we're recording in january and chelsea and i are both doing a 30 days of yoga yes. challenge i'm like only on like day nine but because i realized with the commuting and everything my goal is to just do four workout days a week yeah. until my wedding so like if it takes me two months to do the 30 days of yoga well, that's perfect. And then when you're at my house to do the readathon, you can just do, do the videos that yeah. I'm on and it won't matter. That was what I was going to do. And then I'm just going to bring my yoga mat because. Yeah, bring your yoga mat, yeah. bring coffee, bring the oh, box yeah. of no, wine, Cole bring the air drink coffee. <laughs> There's no way I'm reading for 24 hours I mean, I might need coffee. to that weekend, but the older I get, the worst side effects. And like, it, I'll, like if I have coffee, like one cup of coffee now on Saturday, I'll have a headache for four days. And it sucks because I love it I so mean, much. I mean, if I didn't have coffee today, I'd have a headache for four days. So, I yeah, mean, it's just crazy it's that I can get that like addiction feeling after one cup of coffee. Yeah. It sucks. It used to be like it would take more than that, but I've just gotten more sensitive and it's very sad. I love it. Um, I not... Not love that you have an issue. I love that I love I love and that coffee. you don't have an issue. That's fair. That's I love fair I love coffee. Um, I was gonna say the one book I'm for sure gonna read during the readathon is Kingdom of Ash. I've been talking Yay. about reading it. I've been talking about wanting a full weekend. Here it, it is. Laid in front of me. We shall see if I. La- I'm trying really hard not to start it before because I feel like it's more dramatic if I read the whole thing and it'll be fun if you're reading it because I've read it and you can be like oh my gosh this and I'll be like I know and it'll be so fun but it's so hard because I just want to read it so badly actually I noticed today I was trying to pick out a new because I finished a book trying to pick out a new book to take with me to work and I was looking at like the eight library books I have right now and I had like decision like fear because I was like what if that's the book I want to read on the weekend like should I save this one (laughs) should I not you know Mm -hmm. and it's just like I'm probably gonna read two of them before the weekend even comes you know and another book for the podcast and in between and and i just uh, and it's just like it's pausing me from making any reading decisions Decisions. i'm frozen yeah Yeah. well i also i own i currently loaned it out the first one but i own the the all three of the harry potter illustrated editions i was thinking i was gonna bring two and three yeah in case we just feel like we need to read some harry potter yeah there is a chance that if i like strike out in a book i'm just gonna reread the entire harry potter series because I probably could do that. <laughs> but you could read two I could or read them three. In the illustrated you could vision. read the illustrated if you don't mind not starting in the first one. Oh, I, I could start those in the middle of book four and read yeah. one. I know the so same I way. have <laughs> illustrated and I haven't read two and three illustrated yet because I just got them for Christmas. So I'm like, I'll bring those. Those would be a nice break. <laughs> That's fun. I, uh, yeah, I I'd like know. to get one poetry book to have as like a palate cleanser for during it, you know? So then yeah. I have a short story of poetry and novels. Ooh, I know. I want short stories. I have, I'm going to bring a children's book, I think, because mm. I like a children's chapter book. Cause I think those are really good. Um, 
and I try and read the current ones because my teaching and then kingdom of ash and then I want to do a short story and then something funny because mm. realistically kingdom of ash is going to take 12 to 14 hours to read yeah so like I don't have a lot of time to spare <laughs> but it's, and I yeah. think we should do something funny for our audio book something that's easy to stop listening to like a funny like memoir or something yeah for audio totally you know What's hilarious is that you're going to have read. I read King of Ash in one day also when I read it. And it was like afterwards, I was my brain was like, oh, like it was so great. But I'm so like my eyes hurt. Yeah. And you're going to have to keep reading for 12 more hours, which is crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah. So as you can see, we're really looking forward to it. And I just love that I saw this online and I texted you and was like, we could do this thing and it would be fun for the podcast. And you're the only person I know who is like, yeah, let's give up a whole weekend to just read. <laughs> no hesitation. No questions asked. Yeah, 100% in. <laughs> I mean, honestly, listeners, this is the kind of nerding out we do literally before every episode. And then it just doesn't quite get recorded because this is how we talk about our books all the time. All the time. Yeah. With this much energy and giggliness or and how every time pretty much every episode after we finish recording we have like a rant about how like books are meaningful and reading these books is changing us for the better and making us better people and, and better readers books. yeah oh so god i, I expect know. that our like audio diary episode from the readathon is gonna be like crazy sounding because we're gonna get so loopy and i'm looking forward to it <laughs> it's gonna be a bitch to edit i just know because i, I know just we're think gonna don't be edit it i just think leave it pretty raw and, and we'll just come in and be like okay we're 10 hours in and i'm on this oh page. my gosh i should just put like two seconds of the theme song in between, yeah, in each, between each yeah it's gonna be really fun episode. uh well we're really excited for that that um hopefully will come out it'll come out the week after this one so you won't have waited too long between when we told you we were doing this and when we actually release our episode um i guess until then you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at 1001BooksPod and on Litzy at 1001BooksPodcast. Or you can email us at 1001BooksPodcast at gmail.com. We'd also love it if you'd rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you find our podcast. And until next time. We didn't draw a book for next week. <laughs> so before we do that. Because next week is a mini set, so I forgot. <laughs> so let's draw the book. dun da 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 our book for next week is called The God of Small Things. And this is a book that I have heard of before. Um, I'm pretty sure maybe I was supposed to read this in college and I didn't, or I did read it and I don't remember it at all. I think it's going to be sad. I'm pretty sure it's set in India. And I think I read it in a class about third world politics. I think it's going to be or sad. Or I was supposed You're to read reinforcing it. my, I think <laughs> so it's going to be I, sad. I'm pretty sure it's pretty dark and pretty sad. Or I'm mixing it up with another book. Possible. But so look forward to that after the mini-sode. Uh, until next time, happy reading. <laughs>